0: So this is our Saturday evening gathering. And uh, we began the puja with uh, chanting the the Buddha's words, the sutta, on anapanasati, mindfulness of breathing. And that's, you know, although we chant it pretty regularly, it uh, just is, uh, it's always nice to remind ourselves of the uh, uh, foundations of the meditation of the practice and uh, mindfulness of breathing is 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 certainly the uh, c- can hardly get more in line with the the theme of the of our winter retreat back to basics. So, and just to uh, remind ourselves of these these fundamentals of the of the uh, of the practice, and uh, of course mindfulness of breathing. And in, in, the, in the beginning of that discourse, uh, when it's practiced and developed, mindfulness of breathing it fulfills the four foundations of mindfulness. And the Buddha gave, say, extensive, effusive praise for the uh, four foundations of mindfulness. This is. Uh, um, one, it's, it's a, uh, it's quite, I think, quite unique in a, uh, say, religious, spiritual teaching, uh, to have these, these tools that are so readily available, readily accessible, just that, that, you know, the mindfulness of the body, of feelings, of, of the mind, of objects of mind uh, I mean it could hardly be more ordinary or uh, on a certain level obvious um, because it forms a foundation of all of our experience uh, but to spell it out and and uh, and and really uh, develop it as a path to liberation uh, that's it, it's quite unique really and, uh, and certainly the uh, of course, the Buddha teaches these four foundations of mindfulness in, in many ways, many places. And so this mindfulness of breathing is a way of, of accessing it quite directly as well. I mean, how much more ordinary and obvious could it be than breathing in and breathing out? But, you know, we oftentimes overlook the obvious yeah. and uh, looking for something special, something fascinating, scintillating. And uh, just forget to pay attention to uh, to what is obvious right in front of our, in this case, right in front of our noses. And it, it, it reminds me of a, an old teaching story, uh, a Sufi teaching story of the as Nasruddin, where the Mula is is this kind of one of these mythic or fabled characters in, in, in different traditions and in this particular Sufi tradition. And Anyway, he's, he's living, he's, he's living in some border region and he crosses the border, comes back and, and you know, he goes back and forth with his kind of caravan of donkeys and he's got packs on these uh, on these donkeys, and, and he's carrying goods, and because the border agents, the customs agents, are, you know, they stop him and check him. And he also, he's, he's, he keeps, he seems to keep getting more wealthy and more well-off as, as time passes, so the the border guards get more and more suspicious, and they really uh, check him really carefully, and, and all they find is just really ordinary trading goods that are all above board and all and nothing uh, incriminating at all. And time passes, and time passes, and everybody gets older. And finally, Mullen has a root and retires and and is out of out of business and living a very comfortable life. He's quite quite wealthy now. And one of the the border guards happened to meet him and, and they're chatting and and you know very friendly very uh, and very warm and finally said, so, you know all these years you kept you know going back and forth and, and uh, we kept checking you we were sure you were smuggling something and you know, w- w- would you be willing to tell me what you know, because you you know you obviously made a you know a pile of money somehow and you uh, uh, would you be willing to sort of share what uh, what you were smuggling and Mulness Rudin smiles had yeah. donkeys <laughs> so, so it was what was you know what was obvious but it uh, so this is you know it's a fable, teaching story but it's it's what we overlook the obvious and uh, you know look elsewhere for so but this is where these four foundations of mindfulness are are this body feeling mind mind objects this is the the obvious basis of our experience and what constitutes a human life and this is what we need to understand this is what we need to penetrate and doing it in a way that isn't, again, not over, overlooking the, the obvious. The Buddha is, you know, again, very emphatic, to where he said, this is the direct path. That, you, know, is, you know, this is the direct path for the attaining, the you know, overcoming of suffering, and the attaining the overcoming of, of sorrow and lamentation the disappearance of, of pain and griefs the, uh, the attaining the true way uh, for the realization of Nibbana. and, uh, and that's pretty blunt and this if we want to uh, this is just, this this the it is a direct path uh, and then to to be seeing and by the, the way that the buddha describes it of this being the, you know, to you know how, how do we develop these four foundations of, of mindfulness? And so it's just seeing the body as a body. there's different ways of translating it. body as the body, body in the body, body in and of itself. Uh, you get the picture not uh, complicating it with our interpretations or our projections or our hopes and fears but just seeing body as body. And uh, the same with feelings, the same with the, the mind itself. You know, the torturous ways that we look at our mind and our feelings, and our, what our mind conjures up and uh, takes as its objects, uh, we get tangled up. And just to be able to see, yeah, body is body, feeling is feeling. In and of itself, it's like this. It's just a great way of you know, like really applying uh, Lopossum Edo's recurring teaching phrase. It's like this. You know, just pay attention. It's like this. Old bodies are like this. Young bodies are like this. <laughs> Male bodies like this. Females' bodies like this. You know, all of the a healthy body is like this an an ill body is like this it's just, it's like this the body is a body and to to just not get that that entanglement of identification, personalization complication that we tend to overlay our experience with and just to establish mindfulness on the body And and of course this is where the Buddha then also what is the the kind of aspect of mindfulness, or degree of mindfulness, or way of establishing mindfulness, and uh, because you know, mindfulness is a is certainly a, a buzzword in the uh, literature of the day, and uh, and the Buddha said, ardent, fully aware, mindful, having put away covetousness and grief for the world. And this is a refrain that comes up throughout uh, the application, the establishing of mindfulness, a sense of being ardent. In, in, and ardent in the Pali word is atapi, and it implies a, an effort. You know, ardent is a good good word because it, it's a sort of, yeah, there's, there's a certain ardency, there's an interest, there's an assiduousness a willingness to, to put forth some effort it's not frantic it's not obsessed it's just it, there's a a uh, yeah a willingness to to be diligent and that is something that is absolutely essential when we're applying and developing uh, our meditation developing our mindfulness skills developing the training of the of the of the whole body speech and mind um, there needs to be an, an ardency, and so that ardent, fully aware, that is sampajanya, uh, fully aware, all mm, translations, clear comprehension. Um, Ajahn Jeff translates it as alert. Um, to just get, you're getting the feeling of these words, uh, that where one that, that sense of. alertness, fully aware, uh, comprehend, clearly comprehending, applying the mind, applying the mind to the, uh, applying the mindfulness to the, the circumstances that one's in, applying the mind, so it's not sort of a kind of a, a nebulous drifting of some sort of global awareness, or one is applying along with that effort, applying that interest, applying the discernment, so that one is, is fully aware and clearly comprehending the circumstances that one's in, the, the what's actually needed, what's useful, what's beneficial, reflecting on the, the results of the, 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 say, the mindfulness that one is cultivating. And certainly that ardent, fully aware, mindful, that is, sati, just on its own. Uh, the, the word, the word sati, being mindful. And that, that's, there's also, sati is mind, mindfulness in the sense that one is doing things, just not doing things half-hearted or with half a mind, uh, applying the uh, attention to what one is doing. And also a, a, a way of, of, say, sati is, it's bringing to mind what one is doing, because it also has a this the word itself in Pali has a, I would say, a, a hint of memory involved as well. Uh, reminding oneself to bring things to bring attention to what one's doing. So there's just different descriptions of, of how to apply the mind more more fully, more completely to what one's doing. So being ardent, fully aware, mindful. And then the last quality, having put away covetousness and grief for the world. It's just that covetousness and grief are sort of catchwords for desire and aversion. Or, you know, the the reactivity of liking and disliking, wanting, not wanting, approving, not approving of the of the seeking out or shrinking back from uh, the world around one. Uh, so that all of the basis of proliferation and complication that we can, we can add to things. And so that as we cultivate this mindfulness, these qualities of mindfulness, these ways of establishing mindfulness, um, there's the, the meditation, and the way that we live, because it's not applied just to meditation, it's applied to all aspects of our body, speech and mind. But of course there's, I would say, like in the discourse on on the establishment, the Satipatthana Sutta, the discourse on the establishing of mindfulness, the very first way that the basis for establishing of mindfulness is mindfulness of breathing and mindfulness of the breath. It's in the aspect of the body and and that actually just deals with the first four. We chanted this evening uh, the Anapanasati Sutta and that goes into 16 steps, four sets of form, four, of them, uh, four foundations of mindfulness in four different of avenues of establishing attention and developing. In the, the Satipatthana Sutta, then the Buddha just talks about the aspect of the body. And as we pay attention, of course, these aspects of practice and training, developing our, our understanding of Dhamma and using the tools that the Buddha has given us um, you know, we, we end up developing, you know, it's not as if there's a hardened, fast line between, say, establishing mindfulness on the body and then um, there being attention to feeling, uh, or the mind itself. So, they, they these are, they, they come together. It's, it's a way of attending to experience, But when we practice, and then sometimes there is more, there's, you know, a bit of overlap or a teaching that Ajahn Lee gave. And he was a Thai forest master, a uh, disciple of Ajahn Mun. And also he was really the first disciple of Ajahn Mun who came (laughs) to central Thailand and, and brought this sort of the Path of practice and the teachings of Ajahn Mun to central thailand and popularized it but he was a ver- he was a very innovative uh, teacher and it's also he was in you know, very rich ways of describing the practice but one of the things one of the things he he talked about and, and he he really played with the teachings so he said that, and I've never heard it described anywhere else like this. But that, that in those those qualities of mindfulness, that the that sense of ardence uh, ardency, one applies that in in everything. But then, but when it's applied uh, to say to mindfulness, when there's an ardency in applying mindfulness, uh, then it's a source for joy to arise, be it the, um, so that sense of uh, there's an ardency, but then once using that sort of interest and assiduousness and the willingness to to put forth effort to the mindfulness itself, there's uh, a great sense of joy comes. And then he said, and, and that ardency, when it's say the 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 quality of uh, as applied to the to the, the, that sense of sampajanya, it, it's a great sense of, of pleasure. So, be, And this is also because what one is doing, that sense of ardency with mindfulness, is also relying on, it's relying on vitaka, that lifting an object into the mind. And so that sense of ardency and then the application of that you know, willingness to put forth effort, but Again, there's a steadiness to that, but it's it's like lifting the object into the mind, the vitaka, vitaka that directed thought. And then with the, the the quality of sampajanya, of clear comprehension or fully aware, that ardency and being fully aware you know, lends itself to evaluation, vichara. So vitaka, vichara. Um, that tends to sort of roll on itself, tends to sort of stimulate that quality and, and direct, so sort the of directed thought evaluation. Of course, these are a fa- fact of the uh, deepening meditation, deepening stillness of the mind, deepening the steadiness of the mind. So, we talk which are Bhaiti Sukha, and uh, the, uh, that sense of the, you know, kind of joy and happiness, arising out of that vitakka vichara, that ardent mindfulness, the ardent clear comprehension, ardent application of full awareness. And of course it requires a having put away covetousness and grief for the world. A settling of the, the pulls or attractions or aversions to the world. And the world being eye, ears, nose, tongue, body, mind, whatever the, the inner, outer world is all one thing, what we call world. And, of course, that's equ- equanimity. So that this is, it's a developing, so you see, mindfulness and concentration are, are not separate things that we're, you know, oh, I'll become mindful, then I'll develop my meditation. You're developing the meditation, developing samadhi, as you go along. And this is, of course, this is what uh, Jin cha put a lot of emphasis on the fact that, you know, say proper meditation is basically a continuity of mindfulness. Any meditation devoid of mindfulness and full awareness uh, is, is not going to be right meditation. And so that, uh, starting from that foundation of of mindfulness and and uh, and building the connection to the base of our experience of the body and feeling mind objects of mind um, but particularly you really want to pay attention to the body just because it's it's so obvious and don't overlook the the obvious, and looking for, for some sort of something hidden and refined. You know, this direct path to realization is right here. So those are a few reflections for the evening. It's a Saturday night after a one-prat night, so I'll, uh, I'll end uh, end the talk.